Welcome everyone to the Tribe Podcast where we talk about encountering God and what it means for young adults to be disciples of Jesus. I'm Chris Cruz, the young adults pastor here at Bethel Church, and I'll be joined by co-host Dan Fairley, the dean of BSSM and also the associate pastor of Bethel Church. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast, where we talk about encountering God and what it means for young adults to be disciples of Jesus. I'm here with my co-host, Dan Fairley. Dan. Hello, everybody. How's it going? It's going well. Good. We're, we're going to talk about Dan's Achilles heel today, yes. <laughs> as he mentioned when he saw the notes. But in this episode, we're talking about habits, training like Jesus, how we can change our habits and become more and more like Jesus through the way that we practice our spiritual disciplines or other things of that nature. And Dan, quickly... Refer to them as his Achilles heel. Yeah. Explain. Oh, no. This Explain. is the topic today. Habits are hard. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, <laughs> changing your habits, pretty difficult. Do you we have any any lively power. stories about well, habits? Just, one of my favorite ones is yes. uh, Banning. One time we're talking seriously with my friend Banning Liebscher, and he says, if I could change one thing about my life by just pressing a button, it, it would be that I'd have self-discipline. <laughs> <laughs> like... Danny, I think it's the one thing you can't change by pressing a button. I love Oh, if I had to change one thing, I would be disciplined. I would be disciplined. Well, and it, it, that's that's the fun part is that you just like you said, Dan, we can't do that. Oh, no, we can't. man. Decision by decision, choice by yes. choice, space mm-hmm. by pace, space. Yeah, it's going. It's happening. So the the fun the fun part of this one is it's been something I've been in the last few years, kind of just really like studying and looking into and trying to even experiment. On myself, so to speak, going like, let me try some different things and see what happens. I gotta fix this. I gotta gotta do something. Yeah, I gotta do something different. Um, But one of the things that really stands out when I started to really look into changing habits and spiritual practices um, to open myself up to seeing God move in me more and more, you hit two things right away. First, you hit the like, I guess. To jump right into it, you hit the first part, which feels a bit like you're trying to attain righteousness. There's this almost mm. this like legalism bent that you can get to. You can feel the sense that's like I never keep a habit long enough to actually get that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like, Chris? <laughs> tell me about that. Uh, well, I'll tell you, Dan, because I'm so good at it. Um, but the idea that like you could easily get into this I, this rhythm that is like, okay, it's about how much I read my Bible. Oh, you know what? The goal is to read it every day. And the point is you become so obsessed with having to do this that it can get distorted. And then you can swing to the other side of the pendulum, which is like, there's so much grace. I don't need to do any of these things. And I don't have to take any action. And two quotes that stand out to me when I start thinking about habits and how God shapes us through these habits is um, Dallas Willard's quote. One is that God is not opposed to um, grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. Okay. That earning is an attitude and effort is an action. So God is not a a grace. Sorry. Grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning that you're actually going to have to have effort involved. Dallas even says that the people who burn up most grace as like if it was a fuel, Mm -hmm. it would be the righteous who are living godly lives because grace empowers them to live a holy life. He's like, these guys are the ones that are going to be using grace. Not the, not just for, Oh, I'm using grace to say I've done a bad job and there's grace for that. But the idea that grace empowers me to live this way, so I should be using grace like crazy. Absolutely. Go yeah, ahead. And it just reminds me also mm-hmm. that we sometimes talk about the supernatural, like it's only prophecy, it's only yep. <clears throat> you know, healing the sick. <clears throat> but of course, I need a supernatural grace to love my wife, to yep. love my kids, yeah. to be a good citizen. So mm-hmm. we should be accessing the power of God, yeah. which is beyond my own natural power. 
all through the day. Yeah. And so, yes, the habits, but also everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. It's, so it's that en- enablement to, to do these things. It's not just on my own. It's an empowerment of grace. But that grace doesn't just excuse me out of taking action. It doesn't yeah. just go, now you don't have to do anything. You're just going to automatically have new habits and new ways of doing things. Yeah. Um, but realizing that we will have to retrain ourselves mm-hmm. in certain things. Uh, and that's the, the other quote that I love is from uh, Richard Foster, which is the idea that we're not trying harder. Yeah. We're training harder. Yeah. And it's the, the, the feeling I get is from, from doing things like, you know, CrossFit or any kind of fitness is that you have an end goal that you think you should be at right away. You're like, Give yeah, me, yeah. yeah, I won't be that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's do that right now. <laughs> and they like, they tell you, Oh, well start doing jumping pushups or pull-ups. You're like, um, yeah, no, I want to be the guy that does that thing on the pull-up <laughs> bar. And, and they start you there with the end goal that you will be that, but we have to tr- retrain you yeah. to do that. And, that process can feel for people almost like that's where the the rubber meets the road in their spirituality where they go, I actually don't have a rhythm or a practice or any, any kind of things that I do regularly. Mm. What is, I know you, you joke and allude to the idea of being Achilles heel, but what are some of the things that stand out to you that, you know, either obstacles you've overcome to have healthier habits with spiritual disciplines or things that you do regularly for your spiritual life. Maybe they're not listed in some book of spiritual disciplines, but they're things that you do regularly to keep you in tune with, you know, God's presence to, to change who you are. What are some things that you do? I, you've mentioned, I think if I try to do everything as far as the habits is to maintain and enjoy the presence of the Lord. So Mm -hmm. that's gotta be the center of my Bible reading. That's gotta be the reason I fast. Mm -hmm. Fasting is like, I'm just going to demonstrate to myself how powerful my, my yeah. flesh is, yeah. then I'm like, I missed the point of fasting. Mm-hmm. So um, so if number one is keep that goal, the main yeah. thing, the main thing. They're almost receptacles. Like, just, yeah. is that the right word? I don't know if that's yeah, the Yeah, I think that works. The, yeah, like o- opening me up to that, the presence of God. Well, so they talk, like you were using the illustration of exercise. And exercise yeah. is helpful, but then it stops being helpful because yeah. at some point, the spiritual disciplines aren't like yeah. exercise. They're yeah. not like I do so many uh, fasts and I get yeah. so much power. Like yeah, yeah. You, there's a real c- simple cause and effect mm-hmm. in exercise that you can yeah. see mm-hmm. but in the spiritual habits we're, we're kind of creating space or yeah. making space for god to meet us yeah and if it's by i'm skipping food it you know three times a day yeah and i've just created three more hours when i'm not mm-hmm. preparing food eating yeah. food and cleaning up for food that mm-hmm. i could be spending in the presence of the lord yeah so it's not nearly a demonstration look i've mastered my fl- yeah. flesh it's it's space yeah. so when i'm living when i'm in solitude it's because like no, no i i want to be quiet to create a space for to hear God's voice yeah. and to hear God's silence. Yeah, you know, I remember how, how's when that I, metaphysical to hear God's <laughs> silence. He's when, so deep. So you're so <laughs> profound. Your voice should get deeper when you do that kind of stuff. Um, I tried. The, the the I remember one time recently I was fasting and when I finished the fast I like gorged out right <laughs> like I remember walking walking it during the day seeing snacks in the staff kitchen going. I'm going to have you later. That's so like, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going to eat you later. I'm not going to eat you now. I'm going to eat you later. And then I just devour food at the end of the fast. And I'm sitting there with God. And I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah, what were we doing? This what is this? Whole, like, it wasn't to say I can stop this. Therefore, I can just gorge out later. Yeah. It's to retrain me to go through the whole process. Even when I'm done fasting, to have a 
better understanding of myself and not feel like my body controls me though. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Going like, right. I would say that's a byproduct yeah, of that idea because as soon as I start, like if I know I'm fasting tomorrow, yeah. I'm starving at night. Like I don't know <laughs> what's happening. And it feels like I'm starving. It's not real, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it feels like I am. Yeah. And uh, so there is a real powerful yeah. habit of eating mm-hmm. and eating when I'm bored or eating for emotional yeah. support or comfort mm-hmm. or just for pleasure. Yeah. And as, of course, nutrition as well. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> but um, and I do think we run into that. But yeah. That's not the goal. Like yeah, yeah. retraining the flesh isn't the goal. It's mm. making a space for yeah. God uh, to encounter me. Yeah, and so I, I love that because the, it feels um, like for for whether I'm reading the Bible, you have this this idea that like, all right, how do if I create a rhythm of reading the Bible? Some people don't like discipline, the word discipline, don't like the word even practice, and rhythm might be the word that they like a little bit better. It's like it, it helps sometimes. Yeah, yeah so like, I... okay, if you have a rhythm of reading the scriptures, I remember Jesus has this interaction with the Pharisees and he's telling them, you know, you read these and you think they're eternal life, but it's me you're looking for. Yeah. And at re- like retraining ourselves to not just read the Bible as a um, information only, as if the, or as something that says, like, I read the Bible, therefore I'm good now. Yeah. But it's how do I read the Bible in a way that I'm I'm being more and more aware of God's presence mm-hmm. while I'm reading the Bible, mm-hmm. more and more of His Spirit. Doesn't mean every time you read the Bible needs to be like a like ecstatic ecstasy moment. No, it's no. like all right, no, I have a rhythm, and that rhythm helps prepare me for when God does speak to me later on because He has a place to speak to me. Yeah, my life isn't on autopilot anymore. Yeah. I'm not just going through my day because I think young adults that's that's kind of the, the even the life hack world. Yeah. Of like, how do I get everything in my day in different ways can yeah. feel just like a checklist you do. Yeah. And going, all right, I, I got my prayer in now. I'm good. I've, I've figured out a way to get that done. It's like, are you actually giving a quality time with him? Whether mm. it's mm-hmm. 10 minutes, 15 minutes to start of your day. Uh, how do you go about for you? Like, I know that you as one of the you know deans in BSSM, the dean and one of our master theologians, nah. man of the word of God. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you like, what's some of the tools you do for rhythm with, with scripture? Like, is there anything I, that you're you know, doing? I have to frankly say, I mean, part of the beauty is I have an office where yes. it's all focused on Jesus. I, my job's <laughs> focused on Jesus. Yeah. We, that's when a plus. It, it is a super plus for yeah. us. And yeah. so I do think, and I've been living this rhythm as you use the yeah. word for yeah. a long time. So, uh, my my quiet time is at here. It's I get in about an hour mm-hmm. before everybody else does. It's yeah. still not that early. I don't want to act mm-hmm. like it is. It's eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> yeah, you're not getting up at <laughs> no five a.m. No, going not, to the office. No. Yeah. So I I come and have my time here, mm-hmm. and it's everything's all set up. So this is kind of my sacred spot. Yeah. And then I have my my scripture and and, and my Bible reading. Do you and, do a, do you do a, like a certain way every time? Like no, you... I'm, it's it changes up. But okay. I do go in a in a season. Like I'll okay. be sometimes reading for quantity mm-hmm. and uh, like I just need That's a great. lot of the word yeah. right now. And then books I never read before. Mm-hmm. Like it's like hey, I I think I'm gonna read Zachariah. Just mm-hmm. I, I don't get there very often. Yeah. I'm just gonna you know chunk out a half hour and read Leviticus. the whole book. <laughs> yes, I, I've read it re- recently. It's pretty cool. The uh, <laughs> And then uh, I like to read out loud. And then, of course, yeah. so I always read with a pencil in my hand so I can make notes in my Bible. In your Bible with pencil? In my Bible. Yeah, with pencil. I, pen makes a mess. I'll use a pen if that's what I have. Like, you yeah. can find it. Yeah. Um, and I read out of several translations. So I don't have the Bible that mm-hmm. I am using all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, you know, in the ESV. What's the logic the behind reading the different translations? Uh, it's a, kind of the one I pick up that's on my desk, I guess okay. I would say. And I like to read. Um, it's been translated by different super brain Christians, you yeah. know, in various ways yeah. over the last 30 or 40 years. Let's pause yeah. right there. Most young adults have no idea what's going on in the translation pool. Like what's okay. actually <laughs> happening there. Like what is, yeah. 
what is the NLT and why does it sound super easy to read? And yeah. like, why does it feel super e easy to read and listen to new King James, King James, like give us a breakdown to the translation line, like how that works. We need to be careful here. Yeah. We could lose the whole podcast <laughs> and, and, to and totally nerd out, yeah. but yes, super simply. And you should jump yeah. into is like, uh, people purposely write to a particular level. Like mm -hmm. there's newspapers that write to a fifth grade reading level. So mm -hmm. you read them very easily. The concepts and the vocabulary is never that difficult for mm -hmm. you. There are other magazines that will write to a 10th grade level so mm -hmm. that uh, the sort of reading a 10th grader could do. So mm -hmm. first of all, your um, the, the folks who are in the translating pool, they are writing to a target audience. Yeah. So that's partly shaping their, mm -hmm. what they're doing. Others are writing a word for word mm -hmm. uh, translation. They're trying to like stay in the, in the, in the, grammar as best they can as long as they can they mm -hmm. even like will put a word they've had to add for clarity that isn't in the original greek text mm -hmm. or isn't in the greek text is a better way of saying it and uh realizing we've added that for to help you but that's actually not in the in the greek text yeah. as we understand it i bet people would be surprised to even hear that you mean yeah. that's they added stuff to the bible you're yeah like, yeah and you're well, it's in italics often yeah. it's usually in the new testament uh, mm -hmm. is where you'll find it but and so there's there's word for word ones that I like to study out of. Then there's more a little more thought for thought ones. What's like some word for word examples? ESV, New American Standard. Those would yep. be my, my word for word ones. And then um, so it's like a spectrum, a line. Yeah, going from left yeah. to right, word for word, thought for thought are the two ends of the spectrum. Yep. Yeah, yep. and then uh, the NIV and the New Living Translation. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's an agenda also. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the New Living Translation, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. wanted to use inclusive language, which was where they refrained from using in masculine um, yeah. And I think pronouns. The NIV, TNIV, they did it. It, it, it bombed. They like, disappeared. The evangelicals didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, <laughs> it disappeared after a while. You can't They're get like, it. Where's anymore. the stuff about him being the father? Like, yeah. that's not there. And not there anymore. And so, um, so, so there's an. Uh, oftentimes, there's an agenda that's mm -hmm. usually said aloud. It's not yeah. some sneaky agenda. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to meet a the needs of a particular audience mm -hmm. with the scripture. And then you get all the way to the spectrum where the Passion or Eugene mm -hmm. Peterson's The Message Bible, yep. where it's not a it's not a, a group of translators, it's an individual. Yep. And they are purposely trying to write with uh, more of the emotive passion mm -hmm. that might be there that can sometimes be lost in some yep. of the grammar. Mm -hmm. So that's some of what's going on. And I I'm, like to read both. That's like, what I was going to say. I, I'll, I'll be in message, message or passion occasionally, and then I go back and say, yeah. hey, what does the New American Standard say on this? And yeah. And mostly I've been reading in the NASB. Uh, that's that's a code for New American Standard for, <laughs> for, for a long time. So I'm kind of used to that, yeah. and the NIV is what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I, I think even from learning from you for so many years, kind of keeping almost like a, a gallery of translations that I cycle through yeah. to kind of make sure I'm like, okay, well, what does the message say? Oh, wow, that's dramatically different yeah. than yeah. what I'm reading in here. And sometimes beautifully, like they yeah. capture it in a really powerful like, way. Oh, that's it, the exact like, imagery that I yeah. I feel, but those words don't say it to me, yeah. but your words are saying it to me. Yeah. And so I think sometimes for, you know, if, if any of you have ever looked for a, um, a, a spiritual practice that would in like, bring life to your Bible reading. One is Lexio Divina, the idea of mm -hmm. this sacred reading in which you can even go to our website, Tribe Young Adults, and there's like a little guide even how to do Lexio Divina and just walk you through it. Um, but it is basically uh, a four to five stage prayer experience with God that goes through the Bible where you're just, you're actually reading the Bible and praying the Bible. I did it with a group and we went for 45 minutes yeah. and they had no clue we were in the Bible for 45 minutes. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> Their eyes opened up. I was like, do you know how long that was? That was 45 minutes of Bible reading. Their minds were blown yeah, because absolutely. they decided to go a totally different route with prayer and the Bible together. Um, one thing I, I want to jump to as we go more towards habits again is, and spiritual practices will always be a part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, in the New Testament, there's this idea that um, 
we have we're new creations in Christ that yeah. we have a new self Paul says in Ephesians 4 that you have your new self put on your new self he says and you see that you're no longer a slave to sin but now you have been made new in Christ that your your old is gone you're passed away but yet people are like I still got some things I'm figuring out mm-hmm. um, and this is where the the rhythms and the habits and spiritual practices can actually for me have been one of the places to retrain that for me yeah. where I'm going all right I'm actually realizing all the places I live under the influence of a lie mm-hmm. and I'm now trying to live according to the new self. Paul says, put on your new self, which yeah. is in the likeness of God yeah. created in righteousness and in, in, in holiness of the truth. There's this idea that if I position myself with some of these spiritual practices, I'm not gaining that new self. I'm kind of, I guess would say even coming alive to that new self, coming yeah. being aware of it in a new yeah. way um, that brings that forth in me going, all right, I need to renew my mind. Yeah, well, I mean, in marriage, right? You're yep. like, I'm single, 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 single. This day I'm married. Yeah. And so, totally. but now I got to figure out what it means to live as a married man mm-hmm. and to think we instead of I. And yep. some, I'm retraining my mind mm-hmm. because of a new status that yep. I've been given. Wow, it's a great picture. The, but the one unique thing is actually if the if my wife could actually pour spiritual energy into me yeah. to help me change. That's yeah. the one thing unique about the Lord is he yeah. actually can pour spiritual energy mm-hmm. into me to help me be transformed and I should be accessing that. And wherever it's just all on me and willpower and Mm -hmm. self-will and obedience, that'll make you crazy. You're not going to win. So the marriage thing works, except you got to figure out your wife's supernatural. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That just got weird. But you understand. You're you're following me. Yeah. But I I think even some people are, are, don't realize how practical this is. Yeah. 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 It is for, it is super practical where if you could really, start to carve out, like for you, you've carved out that rhythm mm-hmm. of in the mornings before you come into the office. For somebody else, it could be, you need to carve out rhythm of um, your mornings could be, you only get 10 minutes, because like for, for me, my kids wake up, I get about 15 minutes before they wake up. I get yeah. up at six, yeah. and then they're up. And so I'm going in this season, 15 minutes before they wake up is crucial rhythm time with God, where I'll, yeah. I'll do a spiritual practice in there, prayer, silence, solitude. I'll do something like that to to make me aware of God's presence in, in, a, in a way that kind of, not starts me for my day, but more makes me aware of who I truly am in God. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, yeah, right, that's good. This is who I truly am in God. I'm waking up to this is who I am. This is what I how I live my day. Yeah. I, I think Peter Scazzaro says, Jesus is in your blood, but your grandfather's in your bones. <laughs> that's nice. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just going, all right, I actually need some things to retrain the old habits I have. Yeah. That um that, you know, I remember when I the one of the things that's interesting when you come out of a a, a background like me when I was earlier addicted to pornography and living a life that was just not good mm-hmm. having to retrain things where you're like oh wait right i would do that before and there is no even spiritual energy to do that my eyes are just normally going to a woman in that way before mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. oh right there's not even like it's not even this thing that's like oh i'm i'm doing this actively lustfully it's like yeah my body was just trained yeah, to, to have do something yeah. yeah and i'm going oh wait i actually can train myself to not do that now. Yeah. Not in a way that's like all oh, grueling willpower, like you said, mm-hmm. but through the spirit, I can retrain myself and to overcome some of those things and give myself a new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes there's a, you need to find a yes in that. Yes. So it's not like I no, I shouldn't do that, Absolutely. but actually whatever be true, you yep. know, it's like a hey, Papa thinks that you have redeemed me. Yep. Uh, something, some mantra, some phrase that you say yeah. to yourself. Yeah. That's not how I treat. That's not how, yeah. God's kids treat women. Yeah. So there, exactly. a yes is helpful yeah. instead of just a no. If you can find that yes, that's yeah. Painful. What is the vision that like that is before me? Like who? Like who? I think we mentioned it before. Like mm-hmm. in the character episode where we kind of talked a little bit about like who are we becoming? Like can you see it? And if yeah. you can see it, your habits can help you 
become that person more and more. And um, the habit part too is like you just take the deciding out of it. That's yeah. a little bit of that. So we have the spiritual disciplines, but habit does have this. The more I get a rhythm or a routine, yes. then I'm not. Should I read my Bible today? Do yep. I feel like praying today? You just. Yep. If things do become a habit, then you just are naturally yeah, doing they're that. almost unconscious things yeah. that flow from you. Yeah. Do you, I talk to the Lord before I get on the internet, you yeah. know, like in mm-hmm. the morning? Like, yeah. is it, um, and I, I try to make sure it's like, uh, I don't want to have, I, I got to have coffee before I do anything. I, I try yeah. to like, no, it's Jesus before I do anything else yeah. and then not have a, yeah. a something else mm-hmm. that I'm, Skin. that I'm doing. Yeah. And so one of the interesting things in his, in his book, uh, Charles, I think you say his last name, Duig, is he has a book called the, the, the power of habit. And he goes through the habit cycle where he talks about our habits are made up of uh, like a cue. So the whole habit you have is made up of a cue, something that essentially triggers you. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it's like a signal going off. Then that automatically sends you into a routine, mm-hmm. something you do. And then it, you you get a reward from it. And he says most people try to just eliminate the routine. They're like, yeah, or like just get rid of that and get rid of this or get rid of that. He says, but what, what you can do is you need to replace the routine with something else. And realize there is some kind of reward you're longing for that, for example, if you always eat a cookie at one o'clock and you realize when you look at it, it's one o'clock is the cue, but you always eat a cookie at one because there's connection that happens in the break room with somebody. You're realizing, oh, I'm really longing for connection. The, the, that's the reward I'm getting from this habit is connection with people. I just need to change that routine slightly and go, all right, one o'clock is the cue. Routine is now going to be, I'm going to go to the break room and just talk to somebody versus I'm going to go get a cookie mm-hmm. and then go to the break room mm-hmm. and realize you can get that connection. He kind of gives that example in his book. Yeah. But even for myself, one of the things I noticed was that I would reach for my phone when I was bored. Yeah. When I'm like, when I don't have a stimulation in my mind, like I don't have this idea that I'm percolating on or something that feels really exciting or something that's stimulating me with facts and information and stories or things like that. I'll reach for my phone in, in a moment of boredom. Uh, and then I end up doing something like looking on Instagram for a while. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this was wasted time. And so I started to just say, every time I reach for my phone, I'm going to reach for a book. Oh, interesting. And so yeah. I'm like, that stimulation I'm looking for, I'm going to get it from a place rather than wasting it on uh, social media or something like that. So I started to. So you had the cue, but then you uh, yeah. recognize the cue. Yeah. And then you reimagine the payoff. Yeah. There's no payoff from Instagram. There yeah. is a payoff from the book. Yeah, and exactly. Then, so so I started to do the book. So I, would, I actually had in one season when I was really honing in on this, you'd walk into my house and there's like books everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's like a book on the table on the side. There's a book on this counter. There's a book over there because I'm like, I need to be within reaching distance of me. My phone is so close. Yes, so close. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? The phone is going to go beside my bed yeah. and I'm going to live with this new routine and doing it. And it started to ch- really change where I'm not on my phone nearly, nearly as much Yeah. because I'm, I'm retraining it, myself. And there is a, sometimes there's a bit of willpower. Like yes. sometimes it does take like, you know, it, I'm, yeah. I'm going to change my thinking about this. I guess yeah. Carolyn Leaf, some of these folks yeah. have been talking about totally. the new neuropathways, that sort of deal. Yeah. But usually there, there's, it, it takes a go to resist the temptation of distraction mm-hmm. and to yeah. be able to kind of, like, I think a couple, I was listening to a sermon a while back and I probably pulled my phone out twice mm-hmm. just to like maybe i'm gonna look at something yeah. and then it was yeah. head in my totally. hand and then i was like no i'm not this yeah. is a sermon dan there's yeah. a there's a man pouring out his <laughs> walk with jesus and yes. you would not want them listening you know playing their phone while you're talking then put that away i'm like yeah. yes dan yes. so <laughs> but it's just this it was this like come on mm. man yeah you know absolutely. Uh, sometimes there's that self-talk where you do have to kind of go yeah. this isn't who you want to be yeah and that's why i love dallas's quote grace is not opposed to effort yeah. It's supposed to earn. Yeah. We're not like, it doesn't. And then Paul tells Timothy, train yourself in godliness. Yeah. Like exercise in godliness, practice these things. It's Paul. Jesus says, 
that if you put these things into practice is the person who builds their house on the rock, not yeah. just hears them and puts them into practice. Yeah. So for those of you looking for some insight onto uh, like spiritual practices, there's tons of resources out there you can get. You know, obviously Celebration of Discipline is like probably going to be go go down in history as one of the trademark. It is, ones. but I, I got to say something. Like, yeah. Go just for it. Le- read one chapter a month. Yes. And because so I, I mean, I read that book in mm. all in a row, and I thought I'm the worst Christian yeah. ever. Like, yeah. I mean, here's something else I'm not yeah. doing. Here's something else I mm-hmm. don't want to do. Here's something yeah. I'd never want to do. So you can kind of uh, feel like you're terrible. Yeah. And when he's when he writes a totally shame free, it's a gift. Yeah. His book is yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we can read right. it through yeah. this uh, mm-hmm. filter. So I think you read it uh, uh, a chapter and you talk to the Lord about it yeah. over, over a month's time. Am I going to do any solitude? And yep. what does solitude yep. look like for me? And maybe I'm not. Like this yep. isn't a season of solitude. Yep. I had a singles in my uh, single in my group who felt like the Lord was calling them into fasting, but it was as- actually they had an eating disorder. Wow. So they were like, I had to, as their spiritual leader say, this is not the Lord talking to you wow. about fasting. This is your old programming. This is your own socializing. Wow. That's kind of being reinterpreted as something yeah. spiritual and it's not spiritual. It's trying wow. to kill you. That's amazing. So with Richard Foster's yeah. book, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, just just read a chapter at a time yeah. and then realize that you, you can't get under it like, yeah. I'm no good at no, this. We're no, we're training, not trying harder. We're yeah. going yeah. at a slower pace, realizing like we need to slow these things down because I, 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 it's the idea that to be like Jesus is not just to do what Jesus did on the spot, as Dallas would say, like, mm-hmm. oh, love your enemies. I just need to love my enemies more. I need to love my enemies more or I need to yeah. um, do these turn things. Turn the other cheek right yeah, now. Turn the other cheek right, cheek right yeah. now. Just turn but he goes, no, you need to embrace Jesus's overall life, mm-hmm. which is you would have the habits that Jesus had, which with, he would often withdraw to pray, that you would mm-hmm. hear how he knew the scriptures on a deeper level. So there's these spiritual practices that you can do that start to shape your inner world to be more and more like Jesus. Part of it is slowing down. I, like, I look at Jesus, I go, you're not in a hurry. No. Compared to me, a guy dies, you wait three days. No. <laughs> I'm like, you're not in the hurry that I feel anxiously going at. Yeah. So... There's tons of resources to find out uh, a collection of spiritual practices that you can start kind of just almost build a your own rhythm to every yeah. every month and go like I'm gonna try these things out I'm gonna see what they do I've I've used scripture reading Lexio Divina Solitude and Silence those kinds of things are become staples now but there's other ones that I'm experimenting with going yeah. okay what is what does that look like for me and and success is not I'm nailing them every time success yeah. is that I'm training in them absolutely I'm trying them I'm 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 looking. I'm not going, oh, success was I got everything right. No, success was that I'm trying and training. That's so. good. And I, I talked to the, talk to God about it. Like, is there mm-hmm. grace for me to fast right now? Yep. You know, just I've I've given up stuff for Lent when it's yeah. just been pure religion and yep. it's been just horrible. horrible. You know, I just am grouchy yep. and mean and yep. I'm like, why did I do this? And yep. now I got to stick to it. So, yeah. But if you talk to if you if it's part of this relationship with the Lord, which yeah. is what these are about anyway, yeah. these are not just like no. exercises. These yes. are making space for a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Papa, is there grace for this uh, time of solitude? Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to access it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So. Retraining who we are, going into the habits of Jesus. So that's the end of this one. We're, we're excited that you're with us uh, on the journey of figuring out what it means to be a disciple of Jesus as a young adult. So check this out. Try to figure out some spiritual practices to create a rhythm for your life because the life you're looking for is found in being a disciple of Jesus. He will bring that satisfaction to you with both internal and vision for your life and vision for what he's doing in the world that will bring you great fulfillment. So keep with us. We'll see you guys in the next episode. See you later.